0: From the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt, and this is episode 32, Texas Christian University. West Virginia wins. For the fourth time in the calendar year, West Virginia wins at home, remains undefeated against TCU in Morgantown, they win this one 70-64 but i got to tell you with a little under what was it under 8 minutes left TCU is taking the lead and i'm looking out my window and it's the first it's the first spring is here kind of day the it's it's not been bad in west virginia but saturday afternoon In the 70s, the shade was dynamite. It's so beautiful outside. I'm inside watching West Virginia do the thing that they've done all season. It feels like, which is play a respectable first half. Everything gets clogged up. A couple of terrible turnovers. And then all of a sudden, and a couple back up, a couple of bad possessions on offense. Mix in some turnovers, and all of a sudden, a six-point halftime lead becomes a six-point lead for the other team. And I just wanted to turn it off and go outside. I can tell you this. It's just me and you here. What am I doing? Why, on Game 32, am I expecting a different outcome? Why do we even care that much about this game? West Virginia has a losing record. This They're on their second seven-game losing streak. What am I doing? Why am I invested? I'm invested because I'm a – oh, man. I'm invested because I'm a fan. That's right. I am a fan of West Virginia University basketball, and so – even if I wasn't doing a podcast, I would be still contemplating, you know what? I need to turn it off. I need to go outside, enjoy the first the first day of spring. And I did not. I ended up enjoying the first day of spring after the game. <laughs> it's not like I was in for the rest of the day. But really wanted to go out when things turn sour. And yet West Virginia hung in. And won this one 70 to 64. So they end up with four wins in conference. So that that ties the four wins that they got in 2019 uh, as the worst that they've done in the Big 12 conference. And there were seven seniors on senior day. Four seniors started, plus Jalen Bridges. So none of the three fifth-year transfer seniors got the start on senior day. I don't – Huggins doesn't – Huggins is not passive-aggressive. He's just he's just aggressive-aggressive. And that's – that is in line. I mean, the math doesn't work out. Like, you can't start all seven guys. Don't you think? <laughs> Isn't a isn't it possible that they, that Polly could have been on there. Maybe it had been unfair to the other two transfers for one of those guys to get in. I don't know. I just thought it was telling that the, the three fifth year guys that are one season here and out did not get the start. Uh, Seth Wilson didn't play. Was he injured? I mean, I know it's not the best time to catch Huggins after, after a bad loss, and I'm not the only one saying this. Like, what? You know, Huggins reflecting again right after a loss. Hey, should have played the freshman more. You're, you're guaranteed last place in the conference. Yeah, it's senior day. But to only have Kobe Johnson play five minutes and Seth Wilson not play and somehow – Red shirt, the other guys. So let's take them out of the picture. I I would still want to see them play at this point. But you five minutes between the two guards. And I don't know how that affects the outcome of this game. But the outcome, I'm a fan, so I was invested. I'm telling you that. But what does it matter at this point? I mean, the counterpoint to that is, does one game at the end of the year at this point for those two guys, get the reps that they need to really translate and make any, you know, concernable difference in their in their future career. At WVU probably not, probably not. But I'm just I'm just going on the words that I'm hearing, and it's just and it's the same crew. And credit to the crew. I mean, Gabe on senior day had a had ten rebounds, had some good assists. Got a couple of charges. Like all I'd want from a final home performance from Gabe. Taz Sherman scored a bunch. Kind of start. Taz Sherman bookmarks the season where first game against Oakland, he scored a bunch. The Akron exhibition, he scored a bunch. And then the final game, he scored a bunch in this one. And West Virginia, they won this one at the foul line. Truth be told, after a terrible start to the season from the free throw line, uh, they make a bunch of free throws late to seal this one and get a couple of stops. Now, let's, again, (laughs) let's be very clear on the circumstances of this game. Besides, it was senior day and TCU had never won in Morgantown. TCU was on their 7th game in 14 days <laughs> 14 days 7 games and they looked and they looked like they had played 7 games in 14 days and yet they were still they were up late in the second half i mean of course i tweeted about that TCU was down four, and then all of a sudden TCU was up six. But they weren't able to close the game. Why? Seven games in 14 days. Why are they playing seven games in 14 days? Pandemic. So that's it. That's it for the regular season. West Virginia secures last place for the Big 12 Conference, and they will not get... A third round with Oklahoma, who has had their number long time. Instead, they get to play the Kansas State Wildcats in the eight-nine game. And then the winner of that game plays Kansas, the one seed. And where is the Big 12 tournament at? Kansas City, Missouri. So you <laughs> as well if West Virginia wins a game, they're going to play two games in in Kansas City against schools with Kansas in the name. And if that's not if that doesn't put a bow on the 2021-2022 season, I don't know what else will. Because I mean, what are the chances? Not that there's not that there's a ton of wildcat fans in in St. Louis or in Kansas City, excuse me, but still, <laughs> uh, those are the bricks. And I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I guess, I guess you get to enter the Big Twelve tournament not on a seven-game losing streak, so I guess that's good. And you can win two games in a row for the first time since January. And so that's in play in the first game of the big 12 tournament. It's the only game of the big 12 tournament. So West Virginia has the spotlight of the nation on ESPNU as the only big 12 game of the night. Anyway, I don't know what it means. Let's not get, I don't know if anybody's doing this, but if you're listening to this and thinking, okay, This is the beginning of the turnaround. This is what, nope, nope, it's still not a good team. What's, well, it's not a good team. You know what? Great win, guys. Random thoughts coming up. Hey, all you hoop fans you basketball round ball fans like me the latest offer from DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba is too good to pass up i'm talking between the legs 360 windmill good new customers can bet just one dollar on any team and get 150 in free bets if they win just that simple if sportsbook isn't available in your state yet you can still take your shot at a big payday Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, all my hoop fans, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Age 21 years or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum five dollar deposit. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope Y at 467-369. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know I'm all about accountability. (laughs) I don't know if that's really true, but I like to, you know, it's not about if I get things right or wrong, predictions right or wrong. Uh, But, you know, the good thing about doing a podcast is that it's on tape, what you have in your head. You can't go back and say, you know what, actually, I knew all along this was going to be a rough year. So I've got some, this this is going to feel lazy, and it might be, but under the guise of accountability, let me give you some audio from this podcast going into the season of what I thought would happen. And let's start with the dead wrong part (laughs) in the bad news first, not that there's any bad or good news about what I predict on this podcast, but let me play where I got it wrong. This is right before the first game of the season, right after the uh, or soon after the Akron exhibition game, I gave my prediction for WVU's record at the end of the regular season. And this is what I said. So Big 12 conference play, 18 games. I think West Virginia wins 10 of those, which is actually pretty optimistic. And I think they get the 10 because of the bottom of the league. Like there are wins to be had against... TCU against Iowa State at minimum a split versus Kansas State and possibly get both of those. And when and you're just doing math there, that's six wins. So you've got six other teams in the conference to play. So you got to win four out of the four of those games. If you sweep those bottom three teams, you only got to win four games to get the 10. And yet I think because of the questions about defense rebounding who's the leader of this team, I think I think 10, you know, 10 and 8 in the conference is pretty good. So 10 wins in conference, 10 and 8, 10 and 3 out of the conference. So heading into the Big Twelve tournament, in my mind, I've got West Virginia with 20 wins and 11 losses. All right. (laughs) Man, that that was such a long time ago. But I was way off on the 10 conference wins. Whoops. To my credit, West Virginia did get wins against the teams that I mentioned. They beat TCU. They beat Iowa State. They beat Kansas State. They absolutely did not sweep them. And even if a, a bounce or two, here or there, I can't get WVU to 10 to 10 conference wins this season. They were they were six short. So uh I said it was optimistic. So that was I don't I don't guess I get that right uh but I can't I can't say optimistic and be six games off. On the non-conference part 10 and 3, I actually undersold that was I was only one off there. Now does it help that you lose the second game in Charleston, South Carolina and play a Clemson team that ends up being not not great? Yes, you do. But uh West Virginia Actually it actually makes the overall guess a little worse because West Virginia actually went eleven and two in non-conference. They got that win. I was picturing them losing in Birmingham and they won that game. That's the that's the that's the outlier win of the season. West Virginia goes to Birmingham and gets their only true road win against a team that's gonna be in the mix to make the NCAA tournament. I I haven't checked Bracket Matrix because uh, selfishly I know WVU is not going to be on there. So wrong, definitely wrong. The next clips are a few weeks prior to the regular season where I'm looking at history to try to figure out what this team's destiny is. And I'm going to say I was... I was pretty close on this. Check it out. See what you think. We've got 44% of the scoring from last season returning. So what does that mean? Well, last year we had a high percentage coming back. And it manifested in going to the NCAA tournament, exit in the second round. Going back, looking through the Huggins era, two WVU teams in the Huggins era have brought back less than 50% of their scoring from the previous year. And it happened in back-to-back seasons. It's the 2011-2012 team and the 2012-2013 team. So the 2012 team, that was senior Kevin Jones. Some would argue around these parts he should have been Biggie's player of the year over NBA Finals guy (laughs) Jay Crowder and senior truck Bryant. So that, and then a bunch of freshmen. And that season was okay. Made the NCAA tournament, but WVU went 19-14. and I believe they lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament. 2012-2013... That was Dennis Kalichla as the as old Kalichla senior year and Eric Murray and Terry Henderson and Aaron Harris and that team did not fare so well. They went 13-19. and And so that's... Those are the two teams. One pretty good, with a excellent season performance from Kevin Jones, and that got you 19 wins, and then and the NCAA tournament. And then the other one was one of Huggins' two losing seasons since he's been in Morgantown. So what do we make of the roster? What do we make of history? Are we running back 2012 and like like standout senior year for Taz Sherman and and standout senior year for Sean McNeil and th- I would say that this team has more experience. Still a bunch of new guys, but more experienced than that 2012 team is this 2013, where you lost, you lost the Kevin Jones and the truck Bryant. You have a bunch of sophomores, you bring in some uh, transfers and a fifth year guy, and you end up with one of the worst seasons Huggins has had as a head coach. Again, I'm not trying to put bad. I'm not putting bad juju on this team. Uh, but is this 2019? You remember 2019? I do. Javon Carter drafted in the NBA. Daxter Miles, four-year starter, gone. And and yet that team in the preseason was top 20. And it was top 20 in the preseason because lots of experience coming back. Senior Issa Ahmad. Uh, experienced Senior Lamont. I don't know if he was a senior, but very experienced Lamont West. Experienced sagamakanate Canate. Who came back, thought that he was going to go to the NBA, but he came back for another season. Uh, experienced Beetle Bolden. Wes Harris, like what we think of as good guys that contributed to a team that gave it all and and lost to the eventual national champion, and uh, they were they were in the rankings that year like one <laughs> one week, and then they lost to uh, Western Kentucky and Myrtle Beach, and then and and we all know what happened. That season ended with a loss at home by 100 to Coastal Carolina. So the three seasons that I have in my head, one was pretty good. One uh, and two were terrible seasons. (laughs) So maybe I can talk myself into the new guys and... Senior Taz balling out and senior Sean McNeil and glue guy, Gabe, and sophomore bump, similar to what Deuce had, a a sophomore bump for Jalen Bridges, and this team makes a run in the Big 12. I'm just telling you what history says. Final thoughts coming up. Not bad. Not bad. Just looking at numbers, not knowing how the season's going to go. History did kind of say what was going to happen with the – with of the three outcomes, unfortunately, closer to the the two worst seasons. <laughs> and make this the third. This is not – I don't think this is the worst season, Huggins' head – Yes, you could point to two seven game losing streaks. Uh, but this was not nearly as sad as the twenty nineteen season. That was the worst, I would argue. Followed closely by the twenty thirteen team. And it's, you know, I don't think that's the worst kind of rank this rank, the teams thing. I'm going to stop doing that, but I'm going to go with what I'm going to take my, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to take my, uh, fandom out of my predicting next season and just look at what history says and kind of go by that and trust that. Um, but you know, I, I, I started this episode by saying that I was a fan. So, uh, uh, final thoughts coming up. Interact with the show. That just means interact with me. On social media. On Twitter, at I'm Josh Witt. On Instagram, at WV on the facebook at unreasonable doubt WB or just type it in the search bar interact final thoughts for this episode of unreasonable doubt as i mentioned earlier the next game for wvu is the first game of the big 12 tournament wednesday night 7 p.m. in kansas city West Virginia plays for the third time this season, the Kansas State Wildcats. West Virginia split with Kansas State in the season, beating Kansas State without Bruce Weber, 71-68 in January, and then losing to the Wildcats, 78-73. to Unfortunately for Kansas State, that's the last time Kansas State has won a game was the game against WVU. On Valentine's Day. They have lost five straight. And a lot of those were close games. One point loss at home to Iowa State. Uh, They lost a day by seven to Oklahoma. Five point loss away at Texas Tech. Overtime loss at Oklahoma State. And they got their doors blown off at Kansas. But... uh, So they're coming in on a losing streak... They have a losing record. So both teams coming in with losing records. And whoever wins this one, their gift is Kansas, which both teams uh, lost to and got swept by. And so I don't know. I think this is going to be a close game. That's going to be my guess. I'd be shocked if it's a blowout for either team. And then, you know, and then you play the home team of the tournament (laughs) on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, Anything's possible. West Virginia has not fared terrible in this Big 12 tournament. Even in their last sad season, they won a couple of games before uh, losing, I believe, to Kansas in that one. It does doesn't everybody lose the Kansas in the Big 12 tournament outside of Iowa State don't Iowa State fans don't pay attention but everybody else if i look back their last game of the Big 12 tournament they've lost to Kansas i've just i'm going i don't think that that can't be true actually but i think that's true so we'll see what happens i mean west virginia if west virginia wins that game then they will have won two in a row and they will be at 500 with the possibility of pulling an upset to guarantee that they won't have a losing season, which would be outstanding. It'd be a miracle that, hey, remember that time West Virginia had two seven game losing streaks? What was their record? They were five. They won as many as they lost. How is that possible? Well, 2021, 2022, am I right gang? That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt, WVU for the 2021-2022 season. 15 wins, 16 losses. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.